0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Be up there like, yeah, I'm a young legend. Like Bobby Sessions, the young legend from Dallas, Texas. Like I would always say that. Black album is my favorite Jay-Z album. Like that's always been my favorite one. And he just starts playing Penthouse Prayers. And I'm thinking, we just listen to the song. Then I heard the, m-m-m-, like, the Maybach uh, tag yeah. he puts in the music. And it's like, yeah. I'm a god to the Kasubi, Mrs. sleep. I was like, oh, man, Ross. Like, I realized, like, yeah, it's cool to have, you know, cool watches and cars and all of that, these luxury material items. But not, uh, nothing can compare to the luxury of peace
1: Yo, Bobby
0: Sessions, what's happening, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Good to uh finally uh be able to chop it up with you. I heard a lot about you.
1: it's cool, man. And 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 likewise, you know, so you got a very, very dope album. And <laughs> Thank the reason you. why I wanted to do this today in the podcast is like I just wanna find out who you are, what you do, and why you made the music that you made because some of the messages in the music were incredible, some of the titles you know, I'm on the same wavelength. So, yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for taking the time out.
0: Where you at right now? Absolutely. I'm in Dallas right now. Oh, Okay. Dallas, okay. Texas. Yes, sir. Okay.
1: Where did you grow up in the U.S.?
0: Uh, I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. You know, that's a uh, you know southern part of the of the U.S. Um, in Texas. Um, I spent like pretty much my whole life in, in Dallas, Texas. That's what molded who I am today.
1: Okay it's crazy because you can't tell from your style. Your style is like, you'd assume it was like somewhere on the East Coast or something. It's like, is that is that down to like music that you listen to or what's inspired you before?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, a lot of my favorite rappers are from the East Coast. I mean, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper ever. Um, so I was like, that's something that's really shaped who I've become. I would say from, from a lyricist perspective, I'm more East Coast influenced than anything. The swag that I approach songs with is, is Southern and, and the grooves that I like are West Coast.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's take it way back though. Let's take it back to the beginning. Like what what made you want to pick up the microphone?
0: So I was always big into um, to freestyling. Like I would freestyle during, uh, at school, during, at the locker, uh, by the locker, or by the lunch table uh, in the locker room when I was playing sports but I never really saw myself as a rapper I saw myself more like an athlete at at that time and then when I left school I still had that competitive itch and I had a creative itch so it seemed like rap was like the perfect blending of the of, of those two worlds and at the school I was at they had a student organization called poetic justice where you have like rappers singers poets they were all stand at this like gazebo thing it's like a little circle and one person goes to the middle of the circle and showcases their talent or whatever and I did some poetry at it and they got a good reaction and they had a freestyle cypher at the end and I was like man I feel like I can rap <laughs> better than these guys so I went back to um my room and I had I wrote like my first rap on paper I came back the next week recited it and the place went crazy and I'm like all right this this is what mm-hmm. I'm doing Wow. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Who is the rapper
1: that, that inspires you the most? That, you know, when it comes to writing, when it comes to pick up the pen, who would it Who would it be that, like, you know, triggers you to be, like, creative and set, set, set you off on your own path?
0: Uh, my biggest rap influences, uh, Jay-Z, Pac, Kendrick, Wayne, and, uh... Andre 3000 and Eminem.
1: Wow. That's like, that's the elite right there.
0: Yeah. And Kanye. (laughs) And and, and Kanye as well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Taking it back to Jay-Z, what's your favorite Jay-Z album?
0: Mm, Black album. Right. Okay. Black album is my favorite Jay-Z album. Like that's always been my favorite one. Uh, I know some people will be like, you know, volume one or, reasonable doubt or or you know the the uh but i i just feel like the black album was like because i guess that's when he was going to retire that that mm-hmm. you know that first time and just having the rollout of that album with with the movie attached to it the fate the black where he sold out madison square garden it was just like i knew at that time i was listening to the greatest rapper ever in, in my eyes and it's like it was the perfect send off to what you know what we thought at that time would be the the ending of his career.
1: Okay, but really the black album over the blueprint, because for me I was, you know, for me it's the blueprint. Like for me that's right. For me that was the moment. You know. um
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of people's. uh What a lot of people would consider the best Jay Z album is the Blueprint. But for me, my my favorite one, like the one that's nearest to. I, I guess that spoke to to my music spirit the most, and the one I played the most, like as a favorite, definitely the black album for me. Okay, why did you call your album manifest? Uh, because this it represents everything that I stand for as a person, which is manifestation, creation, seeing ideas in your mind, holding them in your hand. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and people being able to 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 manifest. Uh this dream life that they want for themselves and that was the process of manifestation and creation was a a process that I used to like transform my life around so I figured the most authentic body of work I could put out would be something centered around manifestation because that's what I live and breathe every single day every single moment like it's like a it's a self-help uh audio book in hip-hop form that's beautiful
1: (laughs) thank you man I love that I love that. that
0: yeah So, on the
1: last track on the project, it's called Young Legend. And first of all, you know, I get abused for drinking Pellegrino water. People make fun of me. (laughs) They're like, like, what the fuck is that? Why are you drinking that shit? That shit tastes terrible. I think you're the first rapper I've heard you talk about it. I'm like, like, that's my
0: guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's great water, man. It's refreshing, man. It's a refreshing water.
1: But Young Legend, you know, you, you've got some big concepts on the album. You got you know, the album's manifest and what you just said it was. I mean, you're coming through whether people like it or not, right? Like the title, yeah. so oh. You're coming through whether people like it or not.
0: Yeah. It's like I mean you know, uh,
1: Yeah. It's it's like does anybody said anything like yo, you got a track called Young Legend? Like, you know.
0: Um, I mean Says something to me directly nah but i mean you know i've I've heard things because i've I've said i've referred to myself as a young legend for well over half a decade at this point publicly right like when okay. when i would be perf- performing in front of like five people i would be up there like yeah i'm a young legend and like bobby sessions the young legend from dallas texas like i would always say that because it's almost like the Muhammad Ali thing where he's saying like, what round he's gonna knock somebody out in. Like I've seen Conor McGregor do something similar. That's kind of like the mentality. Like I was speaking, even though in the physical reality, people would look at me and look at my situation and be like, I don't see nothing there that reminds me of something that's legendary. I saw the the future then, I knew what it was gonna be. So I was like, I'm gonna be bold enough and i believe enough in what i'm doing and 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 this craft and my and i believe enough in my skill uh mastery of this skill that that's what it's going to be for me so like that that young legend song is actually touching on that too like it's like if 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 the world decides to say that i'm trash is it true like like so basically i can't i can't wait on y'all to decide for me if i'm a legend or or if I'm not, if if y'all say I'm a legend, I'm a legend because y'all said it. Or if y'all say I'm trash, am I trash now? I have to. It's, it's something that you have to buy into completely. And I think some of the manifestations that's taken place since I've been saying that it's just crystallizing and, and speaking that literally into existence. I'm Bobby Sessions, the Young Legend. So if you if you agree with it and don't disa- or or disagree with it, it's not going to change how I feel about it.
1: How do you get? Such a positive mind state, because you're you're mad focused, and it's like, you know, some of the things you're saying I've said to people who are on the come up, like you know you've got to be you got to act like you got to say it and everything else, but but where where did where did this come from? Like, where's, where's this higher learning? How did you get this?
0: Uh, reading, I think that's right. been the biggest the biggest tool for me, uh, particularly since like 2013 or so. I was like a student of the self help section. Uh, the library basically uh but a lot of it was from like actual books and, and more often than not audio books. so it's like uh the secret think and grow rich as a man think of uh seven spiritual laws of success before green i can go on and on like it's just constantly just book after book after book about how to control the mind how to control your emotions how to how to manifest things how to believe in a in a how to have like a desired outcome in your mind and hold on to that image, even though everything around you appears to be the opposite of it. Like, and really, and really like I stu- I've done it for, for years and it's almost like rap and, in, and in, in the art of making music is the, is the medium that I do like manifest experiments through kind of thing. Like, so it's like, I'm showing the world the validity of how to manifest things and rap is just the medium that I'm using to do so.
1: Okay. Stop. Yeah. All right. You're saying for the last decade, you've been saying that you're a young legend. How's the timeline looking? Are Are you on course? Are you where you need to be right now? Or are you even looking at it like that?
0: That's a great question. I mean, in my eyes... I, I was a young legend the, the very moment that I had the audacity to declare it and believe it. And I and it just like, hey, I'm a young legend. Look at me. Isn't it so bold of me saying this? Like, I genuinely believed it when I was performing for just a bartender. Like I, I knew, like I was just like, this is just when you hear when you see somebody that's successful and you hear their story and they're like, yeah, we was performing. It was barely any people here. And you hear them talking about this time period where they weren't as successful. And it's just like this two to five minute clip in their documentary. I was like, during those times, I knew this is just that that part in the right. documentary. Like right. so, I was I was a young legend then. I think more people are buying into it now. Since I you know signed a major deal, or won a Grammy, or worked for, uh, wrote for Marvel, and spoke at Harvard, and all of these things, people are now like, "Oh, that's pretty legendary." But for where I'm from, and and and, and Dallas, there hadn't been a lot of examples of this happening. So I think off the off the shift fact that we're pioneering something new for a whole city, I think. I, I know that that's uh that's legendary. So now I'm just at add, I'm adding I'm just adding to it at this point. It's just a matter yeah. of like more more people buying in to it, but I was a legend the moment I declared it, as far as I'm okay. concerned. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's dope. Love everything you're saying by the way. I just wanted to ask you they all of this it. because like I hear yeah. it and I see it. So it's just like it's dope to be able to connect and you know Absolutely. It's it's dope. So how how did you end up getting a deal with Def Jam? You know, it's, it's the greatest label for when it comes to hip-hop. Um, you know, it's the house that Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Bill, and so forth. And it's like I said, right. you, you're you're a bit of an enigma because, you know, most rappers from from Texas, they're not, they're not on your wavelength. I don't mean to disrespect anyone or anything like that, but they're not on your wavelength, right. and it's not the same style. So... Yeah. How did you end up getting to that situation?
0: Yeah. So from 2015 to 2017, I was starting my own events uh, in Dallas and they started to really pick up steam. And I had put out two uh, projects. Uh, One was called LOA, which is an acronym for the law of attraction uh, in 2015. The second one was called Grateful. And towards the midway through 2017, I started working on a project that ended up being the first chapter of like this trilogy I released on Def Jam called Revolution. Um, that was about like, uh, it was very like socio political commentary or whatever, like you know, police brutality, mass incarceration, systematic racism, things of that nature. And my manager had um, a great relationship with Paul Rosenberg, okay, uh, mm-hmm. who you know who managed Eminem and all that, and uh, we knew he was going to be appointed at uh, as the C- the CEO of Def Jam. And we felt like that music I was making would be something he was be interested in. So we we arranged uh, for him to, you know, hear some of the music. He loved it and wanted to meet me in person. So I ended up meeting him and we spoke. And I explained, you know, the vision for like this revolution series. And I felt like, you know, even though these are some rough topics, there are things that need to be said and da-da-da-da-da. And and he explained his vision for uh for Death Jam and and it just clicked and and then I ended up being his first signing in 2018. That's crazy. Yeah, man.
1: And then you know on the album you got a joint with Rick Ross. You know he in he in he doesn't just work with anybody like he's he's a very right. very dope lyricist and it's crazy because you kind of got the track that, would suit a rick ross verse you know so it just matched like how did that come about yeah. man
0: so the whole process of making the album was it was a magical experience man for real and with that song uh a producer by the name of scales he walked in studios like man well, i got this vibe man it's it's so it's so uh luxurious like it's just super luxurious the, the, it just feels expensive like the beat just feels expensive push you in a certain space and uh he played it and i was like man this is crazy so i went and i put um i put my verses on it and we had a whiteboard in the studio where we were write out like who would be like ideal features on the pro like what would be like just the cool great additions and um Everybody was like, "Yo, Rick Ross would be perfect for this. Like, we should go for Ross." So, we sent the we sent the song to Ross and his team, and he sent his verse back less than 48 hours later. Wow. And it was just like, "Yo, and like, so we go into the studio, and my manager's like, "Yo, I got a surprise." Um, and then and he just starts playing Penthouse Prayers, and I'm thinking, "We just listen to the song." Then I heard the like the Maybach uh, tag yeah, he puts yeah, in the music, then it's like yeah. I'm a god to the Kasubi misses sleep. I was like, oh man, it's Rick Ross. Like, yeah, because the first the first album that I had ever bought with my own money was Rick Ross's Triller album in
1: 2008. Wow, wow, yeah. and that's when he was signed to Def Jam as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind right. of like a Crazy. full circle thing.
0: A full circle because I wasn't even rapping like in 08. so it was like. I never thought I would be rapping, let alone get uh, get to a level to have Rick Ross be on my intro. Like, that's crazy.
1: I love the track title, Luxurious Serenity.
0: Yeah. What does that look like to you? Man, great question. I would say Luxurious Serenity is, uh, is understanding that the ultimate luxuries in life is peace, having peace of mind, having that uh, – living life with no regrets having your mental health be in order and you fit and you feel good and and you're waking up and looking forward to life every day as opposed to wanting to go to sleep every day because life is horrible because i remember what that felt like for me i had a, a brief period of time where things felt like that and i realized like yeah, it's cool to have you know cool watches and cars and all of that these luxury material items but not uh, nothing can compare to the luxury of peace, being in bliss. Like that's the ultimate luxury. And that's nothing. That's no uh, no slight to Gucci or, or, or Louis Vuitton. But you know, there, there's a Louis Vuitton version of having peace of mind and being happy. And that's like, that's luxurious serenity. Like when, when you're happy, like genuinely happy and you feel good and you feel peace and you feel bliss and you wake up and you're doing what you love to do and you're, and you're feeling the euphoric feeling of that, I believe that's the ultimate luxury. And that's, that's what inspired luxurious serenity.
1: Yo, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Like it's, yeah, I love what you're saying, you know, because in this life, it ain't easy for all of us right. at different levels no matter what you're doing like whoever's right. listening to this podcast right now everyone's got their struggles everyone's got their battles mm-hmm. everyone's got their mountains to climb but to get peace it's a luxury man man it's a luxury right F- absolutely so one of the lyrics you say you agree to help the world if I get me time mm-hmm. all right are you getting your me time <laughs>
0: I'm working on getting more me time. I think, uh, that's still, that's the area that I still need to improve in. I think, um, but I I do know I maximize the value I provide for others. When I prioritize the time that I need for myself to really, if I can fill my own cup up, then I got more room to pour into other people's cups. I can't pour into your cup if mine is empty if i'm not if i'm not replenishing my own cup and that's a lesson i had to to learn the hard way but a definitely a, a valuable one it's like it, there comes a time where when you start doing things in this life particularly in this career things can when things start happening very quickly it can feel like a blur and then you realize like damn i haven't taken any time for myself to make sure i'm good and i realize that i'm at my best when I really replenish myself, I put gas back in my own tank, so to speak, and then I can I end up performing at the the level that I want to perform at, at that high level to provide value for everybody else. So I can I can do great things for the world if I start off by doing great things for myself. Jay Z
1: said something similar. Um, yeah, he sa- he said something along the lines of. How can I help the poor if I'm one of them?
0: So I got rich and gave back. To me, that's the win win. Yeah, it's one of my favorite lines. Also from uh the black album. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that that's line dope. sticks out. Yeah, that's just dope.
1: Yes. Bro, that's a different track. It's a different Man, track. Thank you. Different concepts, different title. Yeah. This album is more like a
0: book. It is. It's dope. It really is. Man, appreciate it. Yeah, that that record is um probably the most uh left of center song on the album. Uh yeah, it's like celebration of your of your higher self is special. It's just it's just special. I mean, I think in general the album is, like I said, it plays like an audio book. It's like a self help audio book in, in, in rap form, and, and and that song highlight is a microcosm of of that of that of that whole concept of it being a, a audio book. Like that song right there is supposed or or made to help someone close the gap between who they who they are and who they want to be like close that gap and to do that you have to in my opinion imagine this higher version of yourself to like the smallest detail and then you mimic the behavior of that person that you see so when you do that you naturally end up spending less time critiquing and filling Uh, shame about everything and about yourself that you don't like or things in your past that you did wrong that you can't get past. You know, we spend a lot of energy doing that and having our mind and attention and focus parked in that area. But when you're imagining this greater version of yourself, your your energy naturally gravitates towards that. And when you're doing something that uh, you love to do and trying to make a career out of it, you're naturally gonna develop thoughts like, am I fucking crazy right now? Like, am I out of my mind? People looking at me like I've lost my damn mind. Especially if you end up having, you know, you're working a job or something where things are secure and you're able to take care of yourself and you leave that stability behind to pursue a world that is built on uncertainty and unpredictability and and (laughs) a number of different things like working in the music business in any capacity. So. It's, it's realizing along that journey when things aren't looking good and things don't look like they're turning out well and all that. Like, you're not crazy. You just have to be willing to stay focused while you're in the middle of a wilderness. Yeah. We're in
1: crazy times right now. The yeah. whole obsession with drip, you got people um, changing their bodies for a look or whatever. But people living right. foul, right? And there's some music, it, it just reinforces all of that shit. It's just like some dumb shit. It's the dumbest shit that goes off in clubs and whatnot. <laughs> I, I can say that. I'm a DJ. Like, I'm slightly right. guilty of it. I play some of the dumb shit because people like to turn up and everything else. But, yeah. But is there moments, you know, where. You know, you you you're in you're in Dallas, you're in the US. Is there moments where you're like, "What am I doing?" Because the lyrics and the knowledge that you've got, it's the polar opposite of what's happening, right? In hip, especially in hip hop right now,
0: right? Um, man, you're the first person to ask me that. That's crazy. Um, I I don't ever get to a place where I'm like, "What am I doing?" But I have accepted the fact that for my music and messaging to resonate at the same level as what we would call the dumb shit, my path is just gonna take significantly longer. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just like, I just, I've ex- I've accepted that. Like, it's just what it is. Like people wanna turn up, people want things of the moment, which is easy for me to, I can make that material too, but I I rather use my skill as a songwriter to, you know, to work with people that that want to do that, and then I can do that, you know, collaborating with others on on their stuff, but on my stuff, it's attached to like an overall life mission. Um, it's past, like I said, music is like a it's a vehicle for me to get this messaging across. So I can't make any compromises with that. Uh, like I, I can't make the I I can't make the music uh, suffer in order to get some popu- more to, in order to be more popular in the short term. of okay. thing.
1: Okay. So Kanye West for me is one of the greatest artists of all time. Like everything okay. he does is incredible. So, but he says, you know, on one of his early body works um you know the college dropout was keeping kids in school. Have have you experienced anything similar where people who listen to your music or discovered your music has helped them like helped your fans change their lives or anything. Have you have you come into contact with people like that?
0: Yeah, like I've gotten messages that uh the music has helped them during dark periods of their lives, um, like navigate through like uh depressions. Um that people have the most common thing I hear is <laughs> my music makes people quit their jobs and start their own business. Like it's hard for them to work for somebody else after they after they hear it i guess something in the music resonates to the point that they've always had this lingering thought of doing something for themselves and then that the music is i guess the soundtrack to them developing the confidence and the courage to go out and and claim that i hear that more than anything else
1: yo that's that's crazy that that's that's powerful man i mean how how do you uh, feel when you hear that
0: it's uh it's inspiring and a reminder of how dangerous the power of influence can be. And this is why I've been very clear with the messaging, uh, particularly within the past few months about, like, there needs to be conversations about the difference between what your gift is and what you love. Sometimes they go together. Sometimes they're not always the same thing so i've been being more clear by telling people like you need to first identify what your gift is which i define gift as a thing that you do exceptionally well with the least amount of effort that's something you do that you just naturally ex- excel at without having to force and then finding out how you can maximize and nurture that gift and then eventually monetize that like and for me that was music i rap i can come up with raps very easily that's my gift my gift is communicating whether i'm rapping whether i'm writing whether i'm speaking like that's just something that i'm I'm a communicator That's my gift. That's something I can do. There's people that love rap music, so they interpret that like I should be rappers. I should be a rapper, rather, because I love it. And it's like, but their gift is being a chef. But in their mind, being a chef, is not as cool as being a rapper. So they push their gift to the side to do something that they love. When in reality, I feel it's human nature when you're doing a task and you know that you're great at it and you know that you're unique at it you're always going to fall in love with doing that nine times out of ten you're gonna always fall in love with being great at something um and i feel like more often than not i think that's that's bet that's a better that's a better thing to pursue like what what's the gift and for some, and for people watching it like i don't know what my gift is that's why i think that time period of 16 to 18 through 30 is where people should have their mo- their most high risk behavior meaning that's the time period of your life where you can taste different things and that's where you find taste meaning try new things and then at some point, you'll end up finding what what that thing is for you, where that gift lies with you. You'll find out, man. I I actually cook extremely well without even trying. I just come up, with, I just try shit. Next thing I know, I got a fire thing. I never even heard of this until I just made it up, and then people try. You're like, man, this is the best, goddamn. Da da da, man. You're like, your gift is that's your gift. And then you incorporate. Next thing you know, that person starts the restaurant. But since they love rap music, they have all the dope rap music at their restaurant. It's like, that's ways to, you get what I'm saying? Like, um, So I've been very, very careful because I realize in that self-help space, in the space where people are like, yeah, do what you love and fuck what anybody else has to think about it, that can most definitely be true. But without context, people can take that and just run themselves into a path that they maybe shouldn't have went down because that wasn't their gifts i've been selective or i've been yeah very selective with my wording so that people understand what i'm saying and if they're inspired to take an action after digesting my content that they do that they do things that are that really make sense
1: it's like being in the crypto rooms on clubhouse they always say, yeah, I'm not a financial advisor. This isn't financial advice. When they start telling you about crypto coins or whatever, it's like, right. it's almost like you got to give a warning, right?
0: Yeah, you got to. You got to. Because then you, you saying, hey, uh, I've studied the the ups and downs of Bitcoin and I think mm. this, 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 this. I invested this much. And then somebody's like, somebody has $10,000 in the bank and they just go and put their whole ass in Bitcoin money that they need and then they're not prepared for the how yeah. the the vitality or whatever like just the random unpredictable nature of it and then it like it goes down they don't got time for it to recover to see if it's gonna go back up and then they're like oh well you told me that this yeah, yeah. was it <laughs> it's like now because of you i'm homeless it's just like whoa, whoa,
1: whoa yeah, 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 yeah and and you then know? when it when it goes down everyone's like yeah buy in the dip buy even more
0: yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah, it's like it's gonna be cool for some for everybody that everybody's nature is not for dealing with with all that. You might want to invest a bit more conservative or do you got to tailor things that 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 fits you and and again, it's about identifying your gift. There's some people if they did things in a conservative Fashion, where that's investing their money and the risk, mm. the minimal risk there, or investing their time and developing the skill. A lot of people, their comfort is doing things with minimal risk. That's you knowing yourself. That's your gift. That's something you can be comfortable in. Uh, for me, working a job and having that comfort and that that stability of that, knowing that I hated that job and it wasn't my gift, it made me sick because mm. I was just like, this ain't. This don't this ain't it for me. I'm 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 more I have a bigger fear of staying here and wondering what if. My fear is way bigger in that direction than it is in the direction of I can leave this job to do music and this fails. I can I can live with that a lot easier.
1: I find that most people that I meet, you know, who ask me for advice, they want to be a rapper. They want to be a rapper, they want to make it, they want to know, right. and even if they already rap, they want to know how to connect and da-da-da-da-da, everybody's looking for the quick overnight success, which right. I don't believe there's any such thing as an overnight success because your lifetime's a year in the making and to get to a point, you know, it's not overnight, but right. um, how long did it take for you to accept what your gift was? Hmm
0: like to to know that my gift was rapping. Yeah. Uh I would say a while because I my first love was basketball. Right. My first love was 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 basketball. Then my second love was football. So rap was like the third thing. So I was trying to force this career in basketball and football. And it's like, I was good at those things, but it didn't come natural to me like rapping did. So it was like, once I I realized that I wasn't going to even, you know, excel on a collegiate level with, with, with those two sports, it was like, I got to, to, to college and I started rapping. I realized like, it's so much easier for me to come up with a rhyme than it is to shoot a three pointer. Right. And I had spent my whole life trying to develop shooting a three making sure my elbow was here, my follow through is here. But when I come up with a rap, it's just so easy. I don't have to try, I don't have to think, it's just like it's what I do. And it was just like I can't I came to this moment. It was like a this this moment like, okay, this is this is what it is. But I would say it took it took years mainly because I wasn't putting a lot of time into freestyling like I was basketball. So it's almost like I didn't know that that was my gift. But then when I got that experience of seeing the people in them cy- that cypher and I had something in my spirit that was like, man, I need, to, I need to do that. I wanna be involved with that. And then I went and wrote some raps and I realized like, man, these raps are pretty crazy for me to never have written some written raps before. I think there's something there. And it was like a discovery that that was the gift by c- continuing to to build off of, man, there's something there. Man, there's something there. Man, there's something there. You know, yeah. Are
1: you ever haunted by that decision? Do you ever like, when you see like a big game, when you see something like The Last Dance, an incredible TV show by Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Do you ever, do you ever be like, do you ever doubt you made the right decision or do you ever think like, hmm,
0: nah, no looking back? No looking back. Because I can watch The Last Dance, which is funny, The Last Dance is what we had on the TV in the studio when we made Manifest. Um, wow. Yeah. that, that Like literally the, all the episodes, one through 10, and we just watch them again. After mm-hmm. 10, episode 10 is completed, we start back over at one, it was just going nonstop. Um, no i got no regrets about that decision because i realized when i was in high school there were guys that would come to the school before school started and was in the gym and then they would stay we would have practice and they would be there after practice getting in more reps getting in out their why was just a lot bigger than mine and i was like the so if this is high school Imagine the level of commitment and dedication of a college player and then imagine the level and dedication of an NFL player. When I look back at that, I'm or or NBA player, I was like, I never was going to make it. I just loved it. Like I didn't have I didn't I was not in love deeply in love with the process of being a basketball player or a football player. I was in love with scoring the basketball and 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 basketball or or scoring a touchdown in American uh, football. But I wasn't in love with practice. I wasn't in love with lifting weights. I wasn't in love with running sprints. I wasn't in love with watching film. So since I wasn't in love with those aspects, I would have if I would have ended up flaming out anyway because I wasn't deeply in love with everything that came with that versus with making music i'm in love with rapping something that i don't think is good and then i scrap it and then i start over or performing and i'm tired or everything that's good everything that's bad the highs the lows the wins the losses i'm in love with all of it so i think that's been a big part of the success thus far it's just like i'm in love with every single part of it the highs the the stress, everything about it i'm i'm into all of it
1: okay so you're rapping you're signed to def jam one of the greatest labels ever for hip-hop the grammy working with marvel mean you're talking you're talking to an english guy the uk about your art right it's a bit of a big deal, <laughs> but, but but I'm saying like, you know, if, we could, if we're if comparing this to like basketball or football, like what, what are your goals to take what you're doing further? Like, what do you see your mission is like in rap, like moving forward?
0: Um, I would say I want to be universally recognized as one of the greatest that ever did it. I want my catalog to, to sit up there like that. I think Manifest is a great start. Um, but when, when when people look at my catalog, because for me, when I think a catalog, the bar for me is is Kanye. You put out College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, eight oh eight and Heartbreak, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Watch the Throne, Yeezus, Papa. All of these things back to, back to back to back to back to back, which is the most insane shit ever. Or, you know, Kendrick with a Section 80 good kid mad city to pimp a butterfly damn that stretch of albums is ridiculous and that's my bar that's what i'm looking at i i want to be viewed as a a album artist even in a singles era i make bodies of work uh conceptual bodies of work and manifest this the revolution series that i have is you know in that vein as well but you know, it's it's so socio political. You got to be in a certain space to really process that music. But um, yeah, I do this to to be able to at the end of my career to sit at the table with all the greats that ever that ever did it and know that I belong at that table. And that's the that's the selfish goal, and the selfless one is I want my music to be synonymous with manifestation. When you think of manifest you think of a book first or you think of a documentary or a Ted talk or a seminar, you tend not to think of an, of an album or, or music. And I want to be the music representative of that space. Like people listen to my music to tap into the best version of themselves and find th- their inner legend.
1: Right. Yeah. It's dope. That's crazy.
0: Appreciate That's crazy. it. And this is, this is a manifestation. Yeah. Cause I remember my manager telling me about you like, six years ago like when you get to the point this is who you got to talk to like this you got to talk to this guy at some point you know but you got to build your shit up to a point so for this to be happening right now it's like this is a it's like a moment for me
1: yeah that's dope yeah that's dope no i I feel the same way as well you know because i value conversation like this i value the kind of music that you make for me this this, this, is real rap shit yeah Yeah. Um, so this is dope, and also we like the same artists. Like everything you said about Kanye. Um, yeah, he he's the greatest. Like every album that he's done is so different as well. Right. It's even right up to Jesus is King. Right. A lot. A lot of people didn't get Jesus is King. that just
0: dope. It's just dope. Like, it's fire. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah, fire. Yeah. Killed it.
1: And and with Kendrick, it doesn't even feel like he's anywhere near peaked yet. You know, he's he's we need a Kendrick album right now you know there's a thirst for it there's a need for it right, you know? right. so it's, it's dope yeah man no
0: no nah, nah, those are the guys that's the bar
1: what was it like working with Marvel
0: man that was a great experience um mainly because it was so different you know I had never written a comic book before um so to make a, a a contribution, a short story contribution to um, it was issue twenty four of Tana Hasey Coates, the Black Panther series that he has. It's like twenty five issues in total that he's done, and my contribution was the issue twenty four, um, and it's a it's a story about the power of positive affirmations, like how when you speak, you know, if people watching never heard the term affirmation. It's basically like I am something, like I am strong. I am smart, I am beautiful, I am intelligent. Those are all affirmations. Uh, and um, it's a big part of that manifest energy, telling yourself, I am a legend. And I'm telling the story on basically how those affirmations and hearing hearing positive self-talk, you speaking positive and speaking power over yourself and your, yourself hearing your own voice Speak great things over over yourself in your life. How that can have a an a impact on your your health and your outcomes. Mm. Um, I want to spoil the whole story, but that's the the mean you know mean potatoes of it. And uh, yeah, it's a great story. You can get it at marvel.com. dot
1: That's dope.
0: Yeah, that's su- dope. super tight. And I, and I would love to you know continue to work with them and, and do a, a, a longer story in the future.
1: Stop. Stop. Well, listen. Thanks for taking the time out to do this. Like, it's been amazing. We're going to do this again at some point. Absolutely. Like, and of course, anytime you're in the UK, definitely got to connect.
0: Got yeah. to. Got to. I'm um, trying to pull up sometime this year, hopefully.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, look, stay safe. Keep doing you and um, we'll connect again. Thank right. you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Take care.